Hello, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in to check this episode out. It's mid-February right now, coming up into it. I guess it's still kind of early. And uh, I wanted to talk about a recent uh, trip I did over to the coast. I was out there camping for a couple days. It was kind of cool. I think right now we're coming into one of the coldest snaps of weather for the year. As predicted, I think I was looking at the Oregonian. It was saying... uh, Probably expected to be the coldest stretch of winter weather we've had since uh, a snap in February of 2014. And uh, I think I remember that one too. Like, probably near like, was that snowpocalypse? I think that was snowpocalypse that year in February. And that was like a week of uh, pretty heavy snow. I don't know if we're going there this time, but I think it's supposed to be a snap of pretty cold weather. I was looking at trying to go camping out in eastern Oregon this week, and uh, all that's like, uh, like down around like. 12 degrees, zero degrees at night. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip that. But I, um, yeah, I was looking around here and um, it looks like there's, I don't know, probably some good weather coming up, but it's still like so early in the year. You know, it's still, like deep in the wintertime. So my, my deep camp and stuff isn't really set up that much yet. But I wanted to talk about this uh, trip I did over to the coast. It was cool. I did uh, two days over there. and It's kind of nice in, in, uh, in Oregon, or at least on the West Coast, you have the opportunity to, to have some days through january february march that they really snap into what almost feels like springtime weather at least for like a lot of parts of the country i'm sure it'd be nicer than a lot of springtime weather but we had a snap back in uh in i think was it maybe the end of january where we had uh like a few a few days in a row of pretty clear pretty warm weather so like over on the coastal side you know before you get up in the higher elevation the hills uh it was like uh i don't know it's kind of like 50 degrees over on the coast it was sunny out, clear weather, you know, the whole day and stuff. So I went over to the coast and I was kind of trying to check out a bunch of the forest service roads that kind of stretch around through the the national forest system through the Sayusala. I think it's the Sayusala National Forest System uh, as at least like part of the area that I was around. But yeah, I was uh, trying to check that area out of uh, some of the spots that sort of um, are kind of connected to the coast, the Highway 101. And it was kind of cool going down and, uh, and checking it out. I think I went from like, I guess it's Walport. Kind of checked out the Alsi River and some of the the steelhead fishing spots that are that are kind of getting active right now. I think like, what is it? Since like the first of the month in February, um, I don't know what for another month and a half or something like that. But you got like a strong steelhead season coming through. I think it's the hatchery fish coming out of the the North Fork Alsi River's uh, steelhead fish hatchery, and I see people down there like stacked up all the time I, th- I see like a bunch of guide boats too a lot of nice boats a lot of nice like aluminum frame boats i'm wondering like well how do they really float that little boat or you know like pretty heavy duty metal boat down just that little alice river out there pretty cool that they're doing it sounds fun and i've seen like uh i've seen those guys that have those uh, really kind of maneuver them in pretty amazing ways when they're out there in, in pretty pretty tight bits of water but doing some steelhead fishing stuff out there so i saw them when i was driving out and i uh, kind of checked that out a little bit i was trying to look at a couple spots and stuff that might be cool to go to and then i uh, cut up into the sayusla national forest area i was trying to drive around on the roads up there one thing i was noticing is that um, just before this break in pretty nice weather where it was really only around maybe 35 at night which is a pretty good low temp clear skies no wind and about 50, 55 as a high temp in the daytime. And so that was a pretty mild, you know, kind of mid, or, you know, like a, a midwinter temperature to, to be spending some time in. So I was, that's why I was trying to make a break for it and try and do some camping. And uh, it was really just car camping, you know, so it wasn't like uh, kind of deep wood stuff or anything. But it was it was still still enough to spend a couple nights out in the woods as it is right now. 
uh, in the winter time. But uh, one thing I noticed when I got out to the National Forest stuff and through some of the BLM and State Forest stuff that I, that I kind of traveled through throughout the rest of the trip, I was noticing that uh, there were a lot of downed trees and a lot of downed limbs. The storm that had come through just before then had really shaken out. It was a huge windstorm, up, up here at least, in this section. Um, this uh, section through the Oregon coast and through the section, I think, northern Oregon and south, southwestern Washington. But uh, the wind had knocked down just a ton of smaller branches and big branches and full trees and stuff, too. It did a bunch. Uh, it was kind of like, you know, the first, the first big wake of it through the year. Um, but what I did notice, and it was kind of cool, I was surprised, is that uh, the National Forest Service crews were out there and BLM crews were out there right away. But I noticed a bunch of fresh cuts of wood of trees that had, like, you know, fallen through and they would have obstructed the roadway there. But it was probably maybe, I don't know, 48 hours after the storm and they had already come through and cleared out. Uh, you know, I don't know, I drove through like a dozen trees that were downed that uh, that I wouldn't have been able to get through had they not been already chainsawed out and drug aside and cleared out for people to start driving through again. But outside of what was uh, what was cut down, there was just so many branches that were on the ground. After they're driven over pretty, you know, uh, by, by a number of other trucks, they're kind of ground down. I feel pretty safe driving over it. But when they're brand new like that, they fall down, they break, and then if it's a, a branch, even a pretty thin branch that has you know, little sucker branches that go off to the side of it. If that, if that branch breaks, it'll kind of break crooked. And you've probably seen them too, where it'll, it'll kind of throw up maybe a two inch stop on that, on that broken branch. And it's real sharp. It's got kind of that sharp sheer angle to it. And I, I always kind of have this thought that, you know, and there's so many of them on it that, um, it's just going to puncture a tire. I have these all-terrain tires on the truck they're pretty good, I hear, and have seen at being puncture proof. You know, they're kind of better rated. I think they have that steel band or something, so they're supposed to be better for, for taking punctures and stuff on rough roads, like in situations like this, which is great. But still, like I don't know, a two-inch hard wood piece that's you know just freshly fallen from a tree. It's not been been messed around or ground down or anything. I don't know. It just kind of worries me driving over some of those, <clears throat> some of those pieces. And I've uh, I've pulled out of the woods with a flat tire before. You know, it's kind of been a slow leak or something like that that takes uh, a little bit of time. So I know it can happen. And uh, definitely with one of those, that's what I hear can be difficult. What I've heard before though is that uh, like damage to the sidewall of the tire is uh, is more is more problematic when you're doing stuff in the woods than that than just like puncture stuff i guess punctures happen a lot but i guess uh you know you get you kind of like try and squeeze through and, and you'll get uh, like a stick or a branch or something that'll drag or catch the sidewall of the tire you don't like roll over it the whole way and uh, and that'll like rip a rip a tear on the side and i guess that'll cause a faster flat than anything else but uh, i have a, i have a spare in the back that i'd really prefer not to try to put on right now um but i got a spare and stuff if i need it a lot of times in the past i've not been as lucky to to have that kind of whole setup. Remember like the Camry? I think I had a spare in it, but it was just a two-wheel drive car. So it was kind of a difficult thing to take around and stuff. I talked about stories about that, of like not being able to take it out to many places that I'd wanted to before and you know, <laughs> that little car. So uh, it did good while I had it, but, uh, but I'm happy to have the truck and stuff. And I have the, the canopy set up in the back, so I was able to kind of set that up and camp in the back. But I was able to kind of bounce around into this Ayusla National Forest and then bounce over to uh, some of the coastal parks that were there on the, the Highway 101 as I was traveling south. One thing I, I got uh, this uh, December that I've been trying to use a lot more this year is this uh, this recreation pass. I got this Northwest Forest Recreation Pass, and uh, I think they're 30 bucks. You can pick them up. 
at a lot of shops and stuff to sell their uh, passes and licenses. But I picked this one up, and uh, I think it's good for National Forest Service lands in Oregon and Washington, which is cool. So you can go to, to both of those places and, and try and check out some spots. And I, I was uh, noticing that, uh, yeah, a lot of the spots that are along the Oregon coast here um, are kind of divided up between, uh, between like Oregon State Park zones that you can go to uh, and these day-use areas and campgrounds that are national forest parks. Uh, and then I think there's also city parks and county parks as you get in closer to, um, to like, you know, little civilized town sections and stuff. Uh, but it's uh, it's kind of cool though. Yeah, when I was over there, there's a lot of these um, these beaches that you can drive into that are national forests. But they say that there's a like a day use parking pass that's required, and it's normally some fee like seven dollars or something a day to, to pull in, park, get a day use pass, and then move on. And uh, I think that would that be able to to be used at a bunch of the different uh, you know a single day use pass can be used at a bunch of different parks along the the stretch uh, of land on the on the coast. But what was cool was uh, was picking up this recreation pass, this Northwest Forest Pass, heading over to the coast to do that camping stuff. And then as I pull into these day-use areas, I had my pass, so I was free to enter, and I could kind of cruise down to the beach and check some stuff out, then pop back up to the truck, and then cruise down to the next uh, day-use spot, kind of check out the beach there, and then sort of poke around, see what was there, and then head back up to the truck. And now that it's um, January and now February, I'm trying to go around and try and find some stuff like uh that's like washed up on the beach a lot of big logs and driftwood and stuff that's kind of come in off the ocean and rolled up uh onto the shore which is cool but i was kind of trying to go around and scout out for some stuff i've also been trying to look around for cool rocks and stuff too i need to spend some more time trying to do the agate hunting stuff and it, it really is good to find like the specific locations and the creeks and draws where you're gonna you're gonna find a deposit of agate or quartz or whatever that kind of mineral stone that you're trying to trying to to, to hound is at but otherwise you're just kind of finding whatever rocks are there uh which is cool but uh but sometimes uh i want to try and get kind of specific and i want to go get some agate i think it'd be kind of fun to try and score some this winter while the uh, while the gravel beds are kind of exposed and stuff. It'd be cool. But, um, but yeah, I was driving down south there, and I was trying to check out some different spots. Then I kind of pop up, I guess, uh, up into the mountains on the side of that, drive up into the Forest Service roads, into the Sayuslas, and then try and uh, check out some different spots and see if there's any areas to do some car camping and stuff. Not a lot of big campgrounds or developed spots, but the roads do kind of travel around for a while. Still, even in that, not a lot of spots to kind of pull out and do any you know, kind of overnight car camp and stuff. But some people are doing it. Not a lot of people through the wintertime here. I think I saw one other guy out in a, in like a camper van or, you know, sort of a low-end van life kind of van doing sort of what I was doing, you know, doing some January, driving down the coast, camping in the van, whereas I am camping in the truck and then getting up, taking off, doing road trip stuff. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, that first night I, I stayed out in the Sayuslas, drove around in the mountains for a while, Looked at a couple different spots, but I found uh, found this one area that was kind of opened up. Um, I don't know if they had quarried it back in the day. I'm sure. I'm sure they had quarried out a big section of that hillside back in the day, and so uh, a section on that Forest Service road kind of opened up to a to a big kind of leveled off pad, and I had set up the truck and the camp and stuff there, and uh, I didn't get a fire going. I should have. That's the tough thing about these January campouts, is um, it's like uh, like just deep in the winter like this. It's like there's no daylight so like you get up and i don't know i think it's like daylight i guess around like seven thirty eight a.m you can get up earlier than that and get your day going you know kind of by six or something and there's some some good uh, morning twilight but 
but in the evening it gets dark fast. I think like around five o'clock, but to five thirty is when you get in the last of the sunlight and then into twilight really quick. And then really it falls off quickly this time of year and it is dark fast. Like before six o'clock, it's just pitch black and it's, uh, you know, cold and winter and it's dark and you've got like 13 hours before the sun comes up. So you're just sitting there going, man, well, I'm camping here by myself and it's going to be a long time. So I see like the daylight or sun again. So it's kind of frustrating. There's really not a lot to do, but twiddle, twiddle your thumbs or something. It seems like when you're out there, I was thinking, yeah, I could like start a big fire and burn it for a while. There's also, I don't know. It wasn't really set up for that for me for there, but, uh, it's, but that is kind of what I want to do. I want kind of a more traditional little camp out camp spot with the campfire, uh, going to keep me warm for a while. I did have uh, that propane heater that I've been keeping with me that, uh, I don't know, like heater buddy or something, whatever it's called. But, uh, but that one's been pretty cool taking those like a uh, little portable propane tanks that goes into the side of it. And then, uh, it adds, uh, adds a lot of heat to the back of the cab of the truck here. And I think it's, it's, you know, safe for use and, uh, kind of, kind of enclosed, but also ventilated areas. So it's, uh, it's worked pretty good. The truck came into the back of the truck worked really good, pretty comfortable, stayed pretty warm double bagged it. I still have the, the 15 degree bag, but I took the other 15 degree bag I've got and uh, stacked them up and uh, with each other. And that helped a lot. It was great. I stayed uh, pretty warm through the night. It was still just, uh, you know, around, I don't know, probably like 25 to 30 is probably as cold as it got. It did freeze overnight, but uh, it wasn't really much more than like a frost and stuff for a while. So it was pretty good. But, um, but yeah, I was up in the mountains and stuff, you know, just coastal mountains. So it's only uh, probably like 800, 900 feet above sea level. Um, but it was cool going up there, checking out some spots. I was up there for two nights, uh, which was cool. I liked, uh, I liked going up there for two nights. I didn't even make it as far as I thought. I thought I was going to get all the way down toward maybe Bandon or Coquille. There's some areas out there that I'd like to go to, but, uh, I made it kind of down toward, um, down toward Reedsport and then out into a, I think the Elliott state forest down there and got to check out some more stuff. Did some 22 shooting, Got to drive around for a while. Got to check out some views. Got to do some photography. Um, all that was pretty cool. It was kind of fun. I'm glad I got to, to check out some of that stuff. The second morning was really cool. When I um, when I got up out there, I uh, I took I got up in the truck. I don't know, probably like 4 a.m. Kind of like what I was talking about earlier. Is you know that you're just kind of like sitting there for a long time, thinking like, man, well, it's 13 hours till it's daylight. So I went to bed really early. Um, and then I was able to like wake up at, I don't know, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. I've got kind of an off sleep schedule right now anyway. And then I was up there, I was thinking, well, you know, like I'm just in the car and it's cold back here, you know, as fine as it is. But I was thinking, well, yeah, I want to get ready. I want to get going. I want to get out before sunrise and I happen to wake up and stuff. So I guess it's as good a reason as any to do what I, I came out and said I was going to do, you know, come out and take pictures. Um, so I, I jumped in the, the cab of the truck. I got the heat going. I got the car warmed up. I, um, I packed up the stuff outside in the back and then I uh, got ready and I, I drove out on these mountain roads and I came up to this uh, kind of open vista spot up on top of this hillside. And it's really cool. It looks out over a bunch of the coastal hills out there, out to, I don't know, the east. Uh, and uh, yeah, beautiful spot, beautiful morning and stuff. It was cool. You can see a couple planets up above the horizon line, which was uh, which was pretty nice. And then the, the sun kind of before it came up, you see kind of the glow of it under the the horizon line out to the east uh but uh but yeah really cool and then uh down below and the the valley floors was just uh fog everywhere and so this uh this kind of mountain terrain it had these kind of creek channels that were all sort of narrow creek channels that would sort of draw up 
under these these mountain ridge lines that's uh, kind of where I was at taking the pictures and as you look down there's these um this elevation line where it's just all fog and it kind of kind of fills it in like as if it was water or you know it's like some like thick water that you could kind of fill in a lake with out there and sort of see what it was like but it was really cool to to be up above the fog line and then later drove down into the fog nice soupy actually i think like right on the ground it was just like you know pretty clear it just seemed like a, a, a pretty heavily cloudy gray day but i drove into a, a little town out there on the the highway road i tried to get a coffee all the little coffee stands that aren't like chain coffee stands out there in those you know super tiny towns and a bunch of other small businesses out there all still shut down because of COVID, all those restaurants and stuff like that. And, you know, they're just kind of like single operator owner run stuff. I'd be shut down too, like I am. Um, and, uh, so I get it, but, uh, yeah, it was kind of funny. I was driving around. I was like, oh, I remember pulling into a coffee shop. There's you know, it's just some little mama pop shop over here and whatever, you know, 800 person town it is between, uh, you know, out here on the Umpqua river or whatever it was. And, uh, yeah closed down close for the season or something and they're just kind of kind of taking a break from it for the covid stuff to to figure out settle down and i understand it i'd kind of do the same thing i've uh, i've kind of seen that all over the state for the last year so it makes a bunch of sense but uh but yeah i was uh, able to jump back up into the hills and stuff and then kind of pull up out of the the fog line again and uh, get back up on top of a ridge and uh, find a couple other vistas to do some photographs from. I was trying to work with the with the 14 millimeter or the, the 14 to 40 millimeter lens and the 50 millimeter lens. Both of those came in uh, to be really useful. I was out uh, taking some pictures. I've also been trying to incorporate uh, some more stuff at like uh, a little bit of a higher compression, which I've kind of been liking. Um, but I've really been doing a lot of stuff with that that like heavy wide angle, which I thought is, I, thought, I think is pretty cool. I like the uh, the morning. Um, the morning skyline stuff with the the heavy wide angle. It's kind of cool. So been working on that a bunch. Threw those on the computer after I got home and been kind of trying to edit through them and, and work on them a bit. I'll try and throw some up on the website soon. I think I have a post uh, coming up in a, in a bit with some of that stuff, but it'll probably be, be a bit, but I'll get a bunch of that stuff up there. Now I'm also trying to figure out, yeah, this Eastern Oregon trip. I've got a couple of things planned out there, but the weather kind of keeps bouncing in and out of cooperation, so. We'll see how it is. I don't know. I might not be able to do as long of a trip as I'd wanted to. That's kind of what I was hoping to do is be out there for four days, three days, four days or something like that. I'll jump into that stuff more consistently as it kind of rolls into, I don't know, March or April. But I'm just really not as good as uh, at taking the, the winter storms and stuff out here in Oregon, even if it's uh, you know still a pretty fair, uh, mild climate temperature you know, out here in the coastal areas. I think like what I was saying, you know, this weekend, right, we're coming into a heavy storm or, you know, like a bigger winter storm that uh, is going to come in and hit us for a bit. So this weekend, I don't need to be camping, but maybe in a couple, we'll get a little fake spring sometime in February and uh, I'll try and get out and do a couple of days of camping or something. I want to get out to a lake. I got my fishing license and my hunting license this year too, but I want to get out and do some trout fishing at a lake, see if I can do it somewhere. So Anyway, I hope you guys are doing good. Thanks a lot for checking out this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast and uh, listening to some stuff I've been up to doing some winter camping over on the coast. It's been uh, pretty good. Did it a little bit already, so it's uh, not bad uh, kind of getting out and traveling around and stuff. And uh, yeah, the first one I did, a lot of rain, heavy rain, a lot of rain jacket time, a lot of in the truck time. This second time, really sunny, crisp weather, clear skies at night, no wind. All that was pretty cool. So, um, uh, yeah, kind of kind of two different takes of it and stuff. So, I don't know, kind of trying to get used to it through the winter time. But, uh, yeah, the cold weather stuff, that kind of bums me out a little bit. But uh, try to figure out some more stuff. But, 
You can check out the website, BillyNewmanPhoto.com. It's got some good stuff on it, a lot of new posts coming up, uh, a lot of stuff on the Instagram page. It also kind of mirrors that, but uh, a lot of black and white photos that you guys can check out. Blog posts about those black and white photos are up on BillyNewmanPhoto.com. And uh, yeah, a bunch of bunch of conversions over there, some cool photos that you can check out. So get some good stuff. Thanks for checking out this episode. Appreciate you guys tuning in once again. And uh, I'll talk to you again next time.